following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This week we hear from new Portland head coach John Ferguson, handout players of the week, give updated rankings, my 2-2-1, and more. This is Full Court Press with your host, Zach Womble, covering high school sports all across Sumner County. Now to your host, lace them up, get ready for the Full Court Press. Here's Zach. Hey, thanks, JP. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another edition of the Full Court Press. I, of course, am your host, Zach Womble. And in this episode, we have so much to dive into. But first, I need you to do me a favor. If you have not already, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps me out so much. I just want to say thank you to all the fans who tune in and listen each and every week. We're approaching 500 all-time downloads for the podcast, including 81 downloads in January and so far 48 downloads this month, including listeners in Germany and Russia. So if you're across the pond, I really appreciate you tuning in. You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP and the show on Twitter at FCP underscore MSP. Of course, that stands for Full Court Press for Main Street Preps. Go ahead and turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. So, first things first this week, let's hear from new Portland head coach John Ferguson on taking over as head coach at a place that is so near and dear to his heart. Uh, stand out here during your time at Portland. Just Can you talk about what it means to lead your alma mater? You know, when I when I was a freshman and I got to play for Coach Kingdon, I think that's really when my true love of basketball happened. And I saw him as a coach and mentor and also Coach Good and, you know, that kind of – it just affected me at that point, and that's when I kind of knew basketball is what I wanted to do. And, you know, not everybody's like Corey going to go to the NBA. So uh, I was lucky enough to go to college, and, um, you know, when I got done, I wanted to jump straight into coaching, and it didn't really work out. And, you know, I was three hours away in Athens, Tennessee, and then at that point I just said, well, it's over. And then years down the road, my college I went to started a JV program. They brought me back, and – you know, I was always like, man, I guess I'm going to be a college coach. And oddly enough, my wife got a promotion and the promotion that brought me back here. And craziest thing happened. I reached out to, you know, Miss Meadows at December and said, hey, I may need to sub. You know, I'd love to coach. And three days before we moved, they called and they were like, hey, crazy stuff just happened. How would you like to teach and coach? And you know, at that point, it just kind of hit me that I was I was coming home, you know. And it, it wasn't just moving back here with family, but when I can come back to a school that gave me so much, and not, not just basketball, but relationships and teachers, and some of those teachers are still here today. And, you know, I told the guys, when they go out there to clean, like, the, the Portland and the Panthers on your jersey mean something. It means something to me. It means something to people here. So even though we lost and you go out there, you re- represent the school the right way, you know, because it's, you know, it's the success of this team and school is, you know, it, it means so much to me just because of what it's, you know, been for my life. Sorry. You know, you're not, it's not like you're stepping into a, a really bad program. I mean, you guys are a really good team uh, it, who plays, you know, who plays, looks like you play very good basketball, fundamental basketball. So I, I'm wondering, you know, 
your style of, of team, your style of coaching? What, what do you want your team to look like? Uh, well, you know, it's it's been kind of wild circumstances, but we'll do some of the similar things. Uh, my background at, when I was in college at Tennessee Wesleyan, you know, my freshman year we had a coach, and I was kind of the focal point of the offense. And then my sophomore year, Mike Poe came in, who was at Science Hill, and he was like, all right, uh, we're going to press for 40 minutes, and we're going to run for 40 minutes. And I hated it. And then all of a sudden, I loved it. And then when I got to go back there and coach for the last six years, we we press, we run, and, you know, we get after it. And I like to, you know, kind of push the pace. I like to make other people uncomfortable. But to do that, you really have to, you know, have a culture that is around that. With these guys right now, obviously, you know, it's it's about – a little tweak here, a little new wrinkle, especially with the tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, next year it will be a different style. We'll definitely get up and down a little bit more. We'll look to press. Uh, I'm more of a aggressive attack-style coach instead of just letting stuff happen. I want to push the pace. But, you know, can't can't do too much with, you know, the time that we have right now. For sure, yeah. I was going to say it's, it's probably a tough situation. I mean, to come in the final week and knowing you got the district tournament the next week, uh, you know, uh, I know obviously a good basketball game for me as a spectator because it was close. It was it was entertaining. Probably not fun for you because, you know, you come out on the wrong end of it. Uh, but I'm curious, what do you pull from this game as positives as you move forward? Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's what I told the guys. I was like, you know, no one in here should have their head down because, believe it or not, you know, I'm going to look at where we were last Tuesday at Smith County when we have the lead and a kid hits a, a leaning float, you know, floater mm-hmm. from half court, banks it in, and we lose. And then tonight. And I was able to put in a few plays that I like to do, see how they respond and get people the ball, and it was positive. You know, defensively, I thought we – we're a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more physical. Um, you know, I told him, I said, one of the biggest things for me was there were times when things got hard and it was easy for us to just roll over and them to just, you know, run away with it. And guys messed up. For the first time, I saw guys going and grabbing them, talking to them, you know, and just say, hey, chill out, calm down, let's keep our head up, keep playing. You know, that's – for a good group of seniors, and they're all leaders in their own way, but they're, we don't really have that vocal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all kind of more quiet, you know. But there's, you know, several times tonight where some of those guys were loud about body language, you know, the way they were acting, you know, calm down and things like that. And, you know, it's I'll go back and see things like that. And that's what I told them I can build on because tomorrow we start Montgomery Central prep. You know, we've got one day. And then for the next week, we have a week to build on these things. So I was like, look, I don't know about you guys, but I like some of the new sets we threw in because, I mean, we really only had a day or two to practice them. Um, but I liked it. You know, and I think they kind of liked it. It's a little bit of a a more free style of play. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positives. You know, I said, look, it's a loss. It'll go under the loss column. That's all it is. You know, from here, we just got to, you know, take the positives and go on from there. And as you know, as well as anybody, as soon as you get into district tournament play, nothing matters from the regular season. Yeah. And in my senior year, you know, it was we made to the Final Four. And, you know, we were the sixth seed in our district. We traveled to Springfield in the playing game, and oddly enough, we had a three-day break, and then it snowed. We got five days, and I told the guys, I said, we have five days. And during those five days, we changed some things, and it clicked. 
Yeah. And we got those lucky rolls, those lucky bounces. Two separate times, uh, David Lipscomb was ahead of us by five or six with a minute left. We win both those games. You know, and I said, when the district tournament starts, no one cares about a record. Mm -hmm. Because you can be 30-0 and and we play a game, and you know, and I'm advancing and you're going home. Mm -hmm. So it's... The big thing is keeping their focus and, you know, keeping them upbeat, you know, mm-hmm. right now. Because they, they've had a few just devastating losses that we're one or two plays from winning. So, it's that's the good thing with seniors and, and the group of guys that we have in there is, is they, they'll come to work tomorrow for practice and just get after it, you know. And they'll push, put this game behind them, you yeah. know, which is a good thing for me. I am curious, just as a from, a from a coach's viewpoint, how do you, you know, you mentioned the tough losses, and, and that is that is difficult when when things just don't go your way during a week or a, or a stretch or whatever. How do you keep their 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 spirits up? Well, you know, I think it's just positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it, it'd be easy to go in there and talk about all the things that we did wrong. You know, well, on this possession, you didn't box out. Look, they got a layup. On this possession, we didn't talk on the screen. When you lose, it, it kills you inside. I mean, it really does. And if you just kind of beat it, beat it, beat it into them, that's all they're going to see. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was talking to Coach Ward. I said, look, when we go in here, it's nothing but positives. And that's what we did at Smith County. I said, guys, you did everything to win. Mm-hmm. We were one, you know, possession, one little, you know, away. And I was like, and look, that's – in a game like this, when you're playing a team that's lost three games, mm-hmm. and we've had them on the ropes twice, twice, yeah, twice. I was like, "That's positive. Like they're not beating us by 30. Mm-hmm. So if we match up again, how are they feel? Yeah, like we're hungry for sure. They've beat us twice. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, you got to think about these things going forward. But yeah, I mean, it's just like I said, preach the positives, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's. The good thing is you got four senior leaders in there. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, I told them, I said, you guys are a special group and special things can happen. So it, it's, it makes my job easier mm-hmm. with those guys because they're going to come in tomorrow and they're the ones that are going to lead drills mm-hmm. and get everybody ready to go and get people excited. So by the time I get to practice, they're ready to go and I, I don't even have to do anything. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's those guys – you know, enough – everyone looks up to them. So it makes my job a little bit easier. Last question, I'll let you go about the game. It seems like this – I know it was a 42-40 game. You gave yourself a chance in the fourth quarter, but it really feels like that third quarter was a big difference. I think you only scored four in that quarter. I think it might have been a 12-4 advantage for them. Mm-hmm. What didn't work? Was it their 2-3 zone that was just suffocating? I mean, whoa. Yeah, I think we wanted and, – and this has been a problem all year. When something doesn't go our way, instead of – you know, being patient, seeing what we get. We want to create and we want to make things happen. And, you know, I've told the guys, we don't have that guy we can give the ball to. He just makes it happen. You know, some teams are blessed with that. You know, tonight, number two, they gave him the ball a few times. He just made a play. Mm -hmm. You know, he went to the rim. He hit, you know, two big threes. They just gave him the ball. He can get stuff done. We're not built like that. So, you know, we have to be a little bit more methodical. We have to run our cuts. You know, we have to run our system. And when they get two or three buckets in a row, then it becomes, oh, we got to break this slump. I got to do something big. And then we force. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, our force is their fast break layups. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, a lot of those just easy buckets we gave them was our 
trying to create something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's you try to calm them down, but you know, when you're out there and everything's going on, you don't understand. Oh, I gotta, you know, we gotta pull this back a little bit. But yeah, it, it was just we try to create. We want to make stuff happen when it's not there, and that, that's been a problem all year. That's not, you know, that's nothing new. And you know, I mean, I would be saying otherwise if. We were on that 12 to 4 run. You know, if they were trying to force and everything was going our way. For sure. But, yeah, it's it's been a problem. But, you know, once we hunkered down and kind of dug in, I was never worried that the game was out of control. Yeah. You know, I knew they were going to go on a run because they're a heck of a ball team. I mean, they're, they're, they're good at so many things. I knew it would be back and forth. And I told them at halftime, I said, look, we're going to see who gets the ball last. Yeah. And, and, you, had that, ch- and you had yeah. a chance. You had oh, two yeah. chances, actually. Yeah, had two chances, you know, and, and – Look, was there contact on the last play? Sure. But, you know, if that was us playing defense, I wouldn't complain they didn't make a call. You know, I think that was just a physical play. We had two guys, you know, that met at the rim, and it didn't go our way. But I thought I said, look, if we're back out there, I'd draw the same play up, I'd go for the same look. Yeah. You know, every time. But sometimes you get that lucky roll, sometimes you don't. Thank you to head coach John Ferguson for spending a little bit of time with me last night uh, following their tough loss against Greenbrier, 42-40. to 40. You know, that game really did come down to, to two Greenbrier runs. In the second quarter, Greenbrier went on a 10-2 run to tie the game at 20-20, to 20, and then again that 12-4 to 4 run in the third quarter that allowed Greenbrier to jump up by six. So, you know, those two runs, if, if, if Portland shows a little bit better offensively, maybe maybe that game's not close in the fourth quarter and, and they walk away with the victory. I know they've played Greenbrier tough twice now, and uh, if they see him again in the in the district championship, I would imagine it's going to be a very good basketball game again. But, um, yeah, I mean, just a good win for Greenbrier on the road. and They're enjoying a special, special season. I think they're 21-2 and two now, 22-2 and two now, 6-1 uh, and one in league play. Got the district wrapped up last night uh, with their win. So just a fun game to be a part of. But, again, I think it was those two runs that really did Portland in. Let's jump straight into our Players of the Week segment, one of our favorite segments to do each and every week. Um, And this week we're looking at Gallatin High School, but more specifically Union High School, as Gallatin High School honored Union High School on Tuesday night with throwback uniforms against Hendersonville High School, and that is where our Players of the Weeks come from. First up, Maggie Hale scored 15 points for Gallatin slash Union in their 52-47 victory, um, including the two game-winning free throws to help seal the win. That was a big win for Gallatin, one that they needed desperately, uh, especially coming off the the loss last week uh, on Friday to Beach in, in a game that they, they had their chances, but they just couldn't close it out. Game that Briella scored 30 in, another honorable mention for player of the week. But uh, Maggie Hill, again, scoring 15 points in a, in a critical, critical win for, for Gallatin last night. I'll get into my rankings uh, later on in the show, but uh, a much-needed victory uh, for the Lady Wave slash Lady Red Doublets last night. And then her brother, Cannon Hill, scoring 17 points uh, in their 62-53 victory. Uh, whenever Union needed a bucket Tuesday night, it seemed like Hill was always there to deliver uh, with a three-pointer. He's played really good basketball. I know he only scored four points in their double overtime loss to to Beach on Friday night, but Beach made it apparent that they were going to take Cannon out of that game and not allow him to shoot because he is he's a good shooter. I mean, he can he can light it up from distance as showed last night, or excuse me, on Tuesday night uh, against Hendersonville. So Maggie Hill, Cannon Hill are two players of the week this week, brother and sister, uh, congratulations to them. 
Moving on to the best game that I saw this week. Is this a shocker to anyone? But the Gallatin versus Beach Boys, double overtime, instant classic. Uh, went on a night where two games could have easily pulled this one, including Pope Prep at Innsworth, but I was not at that game. Uh, our fearless leader, Dave Gould, was, was at that game. Um, and he was able to send the video of Pope Prep getting the game-winning layup from Tristan Conker uh, to to get that victory, a much-needed victory. Pope Prep is, is actually 9-3 over their last 12, um, including a six-game winning streak. But uh, like I said, the, over, the double overtime instant classic was a no-brainer for me. This game had everything and more you'd won out of a basketball contest, clutch shooting, incredible atmosphere, quality coaching, and just a well-played basketball game from the jump. Uh, I think there were 49 foul calls uh, in the basketball game, which is a lot, but it was an even, it was evenly called um, neither, you know, it was tightly called, but neither coach thought that, you know, one got the shaft more than the other. Uh, it just, just a, you know, well-played game from start to finish. Uh, and, in the, in the, I was really happy with the referees, um, you know, allowing these kids to show emotion. You know, this is a double overtime game. I mean, the stands were packed from wall to wall, baseline to baseline, it was, I mean, it was incredible. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And I'm just really glad the referees allowed the, the kids to determine the game, allowed them to play with emotion. Because when you make big plays in games like that, it's it's going to it's gonna spill out of you. And I'm just happy that that the refs allowed that to happen. Again, Beach escaped with a 74-69 victory thanks to a Caleb Cothran three-pointer to force a second overtime as time expired. And in that second overtime, Beach had all the momentum, and it showed. Uh, you know, a lot of people were shocked by the result, you know, think, saying that, oh, Beach was going to blow them out, that there was going to be no contest. But I, I don't think those people pay attention to Sumner County basketball and or Bobby Luna. Listen, Bobby Luna, let me tell you right now, Bobby Luna is not only one of the best coaches in Sumner County, he is one of the best coaches in the state. Um, you can go, you can comb through his resume and find quality win after quality win. I mean, you don't earn more than 550 career victories being bad at your job. So, you know, to sit here and say, like, oh, that's not a good win, which I did here, uh, hogwash. Hogwash. Uh, you know, I don't I don't buy that whatsoever. There's no such thing as a bad win. And as my main man, Dominic Toretto, once said, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. And that is exactly what they did on Friday night. They won a game that they probably weren't supposed to win, but that's exactly what good teams do. So, I caught up with Tyler Moore after the game, as well as head coach Kip Brown. Let's hear what they had to say following Beach's 74-69 to win. Uh, you know, I heard uh, – so I don't know who said it, but it's, uh, it's, it felt like we stole this one tonight. Is that how you feel about this this win tonight? Uh, nah. Honestly, I thought we was going to win the whole time. I was never worried. Uh, I kept poised, and we just pulled through. What about Caleb's shot, man? It uh, obviously you you saved the ball from going out of bounds. It, it finds his hands and he and he drills it. What you know? What is that? What do you think a shot does for for this team? Uh, I mean, me and Caleb work on it. Like we work on. Like he we we rebound for each other every day, so we work on that. And I was when, when I got it to him, I knew it was going in. Yeah, twenty one points for you tonight. Uh, it it was a tough game. It was a it was a very uh, physical but tightly called game. Um, but you were able to find a way to win. You know, now that you move forward. With this game, this is probably your biggest test. How do you keep this team focused just on finishing the season strong? Uh, just not, not getting complacent and then just keep on doing what we've been doing and, and we'll, we'll keep the streak going. 
do you think about finishing an undefeated season now? And do you think about chasing that? Uh, I, think, I think Kip told me 32 or 33 straight wins that Beach has had as a record. Do you, do you think about that at all? Uh, yeah, we've thought about it. Uh, Coach Kip don't really talk about it too much, but we know our potential. We know we can get to state. We know I mean, we have the potential to win it. So that is definitely like where, where we have our eyes set. You know, this team can score the basketball uh, in a lot of different ways. But, uh, it, you know, when Eli goes out with foul trouble, it's obviously a big loss. How were you able to just, you know, rally the guys around it and still pull out this victory? Uh, just just playing our game. Uh, I love having the ball in the fourth quarter. I love having it when we're down. So my teammates know to get it to me and then let me make a play for them. When Caleb hit that three and you go into the second overtime, was there any doubt at that point? Because you scored the first, I think, six points of the quarter. Uh, I knew it was going to win after Caleb hit the three. After we went to double t- overtime, it was over. Very good. Congrats, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you don't mind. I got a little voice on it. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the last of it. Uh, man, <laughs> what a game. I mean, the best high school game I've covered all season long. Uh, we talked about this on Tuesday, this being one of your final tests of, of the regular season. So for you to come out and get the win the way that you did, what can you say about your guys? Uh, I mean, first I got to say Gallatin is a really good team. Cade Martin is a really good player, and they got a lot of other good players. And Coach Luna's a great coach. And we, I, I knew that this was going to be a very tough game for us. So uh, I want to give Gallatin a lot of credit. And, uh, you know, they, they, they gave us all we wanted tonight, and they probably should have won the game. But our guys kept fighting, stayed in it, made just enough plays, you know. Um, Tyler was really good, and then Caleb Cotton hit the big three to give us a, a chance in overtime, and then they got, they got the lead after that, and we had to play catch-up again, and we just, like I said, we just made one more play than they did. Fair enough. You know, uh, Tyler was great. Um, Caleb was great. You mentioned Christian Christian hit some big free throws. JP yeah. hit some big free I mean, everybody stepped up when they needed to. Yeah. Was there ever a doubt in your mind, though, that you weren't going to win this game tonight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I, you know, at some point the ball's going to bounce the other way, and, you, yeah. and it looks like it looked like it was going to bounce their way. But um, so yeah, there was some doubt, and I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to win every game, man. Yeah, Ali, it's like you know, you just figure like something's not going to happen. So, and we, we, like I told you before, we don't want to lose a game, but if we if we lose, we lose, and we'll just come back and, and, and learn from it. Yeah, no no disrespect to your final two opponents in league play, but you know, you wrap up the district regular season tonight. So can you just talk about being able to accomplish that goal? It's it's a goal for every team every year, and you know, you know, it's 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 nice to get it with a week left in the season, so we can relax just a little bit, you know, and um, not not have to worry about it anymore, and get that one seed, and get that 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 buy to region is really nice because ever since I've been at Beach with the eight team district, that first game is always stressful. I don't care who you're playing. Yeah, and I mean, you you could be one and out. No matter who you're playing, one versus eight, two versus seven. So it's nice to get go straight to region no matter what happens in the district tournament. You know, not a lot of teams win a game like this on the road, hostile environment. I mean, that gym was jumping, a straight electric factory. And then on throw that on to throw on top of that, you lose Eli Rice, Mr. Basketball candidate, hopeful. Mm-hmm. You lose Brady and Brinkley. It just speaks to your depth, doesn't it? We got so much depth. We got guys sitting over there that don't get in the game that could go out and play and do good things. And we do have a lot of depth. We're blessed to have a lot of good players. And, you know, we're losing a lot of seniors this year, but we're still going to be good next year. We got good, good juniors, good sophomores, good freshmen. So we, we are, uh, the coaching staff is, is very blessed to have all the talent we have. And not just talent. We got a lot of good guys that cheer for each other and aren't pouting about playing time and are being patient, waiting for their turn. 
How do you recover? What do you do to recover from a game like this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a shower, and I don't know, man. Just watch college basketball all weekend. Yeah, basically, take and the weekend off. Yeah, take the weekend off. Come back at it on Monday. That was Tyler Moore and Kip Brown following their win over Gallatin last Friday. Want to appreciate. Want to thank them for just you know giving me some time as always after game. Always always fun to catch up with those guys. That leads us into our boys rankings for this week. Uh, again, not a lot of change, to be honest with you, with teams one through five uh, from last week. Beach, of course, being my number one team, 28-0, 9-0, with the opportunity to close out an undefeated regular season uh, this Friday night. Pope Brett, 19-7, 7-4. They're playing such good basketball down the stretch, man. It's It's been incredible to watch. Six straight wins, 9-3 over the last 12. Uh, no loss more than five points. They've gotten revenge already on um, – Innsworth, they're trying to get revenge on CPA to close out the regular season this Friday night. So they're looking really, really good. Like I said, 19-7, 7-4. Tristan Conger, who I I nominated as a Mr. Basketball candidate for Division II AA, along with a couple other guys in Sumner County, like uh, Eli Rice from Beach. I also nominated uh, Elena Echol from Westmoreland. Uh, So, you know, they're playing really good basketball down the stretch. Uh, Got Gallatin as my number three team. I know they lost on Friday to, to Beach. Excuse me, but uh, that was a good. You know, if there is a if there is such a thing as a good loss, that's what it was. Fourteen and ten, six and three. Got a win over Hendersonville on Tuesday night. My number four team. I'm keeping Portland at sixteen eleven, uh, four and three in District Nine Three A. Again, last night could have easily beaten Greenbrier. Uh, they've had a tough week. You know, losing on the road to Smith County the way that they did. Uh, the guy hitting a fall away. Bank shot jumper from midcourt to force overtime. And then, of course, Smith County being at home had all the momentum in the world. So they've just had a tough week, not to mention losing their head coach. Uh, but you know what? Keeping them at number four, my four spot, and I feel good about that. Hendersonville at number five at 14 and 10, uh, four and five overall. And then six and seven trade spots this week. Station camp at, at number six at nine and 17 overall, one and seven in league play. White House seven and nineteen, two and five in league play. I'm giving Station Camp the edge just because I think you know four A basketball a little bit tougher than three A basketball, um, and they've played some good teams close. So uh, I feel good with six and seven. But if you want to argue that seven and six should be flip flopped, I hear you out. And then closing out my number eight and number nine teams is uh, Westmoreland at five and seventeen, zero and four in league play, and Merrill Hyde at five and seventeen and two and eight in league play. Looking at my girls' rankings, uh, top three teams stay the same. Westmoreland, 21-3 and three overall, 3-0 three and no in league play in a four-team district, so they're just not going to have a lot of district games. Uh, Beach at 17-10, and 9-0 and oh in, uh, in league play in 9-4A. Got an opportunity and, and should, uh, you know, all, no disrespect to Hunter's Lane, but absolutely should Beach win that game on Friday and, and move to 10-0 and oh in league play. Station camp. Big, big, big game this Friday night. I will be at uh, for the girls. I'll be at both the girls and boys. But, you know, it's both big for both boys and girls. But I think maybe a little bit bigger for the girls. Uh, Station camp number three at 15-8 and and 5-3 and overall. Gallatin up one spot after beating Hendersonville on Tuesday night at 15-10 and and 5-4 and overall. Again, Hendersonville at my number five team at 15-9, and 5-4. and Again, a big, big game uh, this Friday night between Station camp and Hendersonville. And honestly, my number 16, White House, they, they could have moved up to number five, but they had a tough loss last night 
to a very good Creekwood team. So I kept them uh, at number six at 14-11, 5-2. They've had a really good year this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if White House makes a run at their district tournament championship. Shout out Pope Prep. I know they're number seven on my rankings this week, but they got their first region win of the season this past week beating St. Cecilia. Uh, they are 11-15 and 15 overall, 1-12 in league play. And then my number eight and number nine teams, Pope, or excuse me, Portland at seven and nineteen, two and five, had an opportunity to beat Greenbrier on Tuesday night, but was unable to close it out. And then of course Merrill Hyde at seven and sixteen and three and seven overall. So again, those are my boys and girls rankings. Not a lot of movement from last week to this week, a little bit, but again, you can see how they shook out. Uh, again, Station Camp up one spot on my boys. White House down one spot on my boys. I, you, if you want to argue that they flip-flop, I'll hear it. And then uh, up one spot, Gallatin, Lady Wave, and then down one spot, the Hendersonville Lady Commandos. Hitting you with the 2-2-1 full-court press, two games this week. I'm looking at Station Camp in Hendersonville on Friday and then Beach in Hunter's Lane on Friday. Uh, as I previously mentioned in my rankings, the girls, Station Camp girls and boys game, massive in terms of district standing, district seedings. Or excuse me, not 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 so much on the boys side because uh, the Station Camp boys have only got one win. I think Hendersonville boys. What did I say? They have four wins in, in league play. Yeah, four and five uh, overall. Whereas Station Camp is just one and seven. So it's not like they can catch them. Uh, so it's more important on the girls side. Who you know, like I said, Station Camp five and three in league play. Hendersonville five and four. So Hendersonville gets the win. You know, obviously five and four. You split the season series. So you do a coin flip, and it comes down to a whole mess. So. Um, but again, and then Beach at Hunter's Lane on Friday for both the girls and boys. Beach, boys should be a, probably a closer game than the girls. Hunter's Lane girls, no disrespect, but they've struggled all year long to get a win. So it's big in terms of the girls moving to 10-0, and uh, capping off a perfect district regular season. And then the boys, hey, an opportunity to go 29-0, 10-0 in league play is nothing – to, to, to look over, nothing to, to miss. So wanted to give a shout-out to them. I know, I've, I know I've talked a lot about Beach this year, the boys, but it's not every day you get a team in your area going undefeated, and I just think an opportunity to go 29-0 as you head into the district tournament. Uh, automatic bid to the region already is, is something to, to be celebrated. My two players this week, Tristan Conger for Pope Prep on the road at TPA. Again, Pope Prep trying to get a little bit of revenge for losing to CPA earlier this season. Tristan Conger, a Mr. Basketball hopeful who I nominated, uh, has played really good basketball down the stretch for them this season. Uh, really all season he's played well. I think he's averaging about 18 points per game. Uh, got the go-ahead game-winning layup on the road at Innsworth. And just a really good point guard. Uh, just a really, really good point guard and someone who – who should uh, be able to play college basketball at the next level. So whoever gets him is going to be lucky to have him. Again, they're on the road at CPA this week before they start their region tournament. And then also looking at Dace Shuck for Hendersonville when they play Station Camp. Listen, Hendersonville has kind of faltered late, and uh, you know I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, but I, in order to get on the right track, I think they need to feed their big man on the low block because I think he can do some damage, uh, especially against Station Camp, who is, you know, they're, they're struggling this year. They lost their three best players in the offseason. Uh, and I know Hendersonville likes to shoot the three ball. They like to live and die by it. But I just think in this game, you know, you feed your big man because he's going to carry you a long, long way. So I'm looking at Day Shuck this week for Hendersonville versus Station Camp on Friday. And then my one winner, I'm looking at Beach at Hunters Lane Boys to capture the elusive undefeated regular season at 29-0, 10-0, 
10 and 0 in league play. I don't need to beat the drum too much. I've uh, talked about beach probably uh, to the other schools nauseum. Um, but again, like I said, it's not every day you get an undefeated regular season. And I think beach has the opportunity to do that at 29 and 0. you know, I don't know if they were pissed off about uh, the Fab 15 rankings, dropping them to number two, but they responded with a 47 point victory uh, against McGavick on Tuesday night, 97 to 50. That's, I mean, that's massive. That's a huge victory. I mean, that's just unbelievable what they were able to do, score 97 points in a 32-minute basketball game. But, again, they're my one winner for this week, Beach at Hunter's Lane, boys. Going into overtime this week, we don't do it every week, but sometimes we do it, and I felt like this week was a good opportunity to do it since I saw a two-overtime classic on Friday. A little shameless self-plug for me. You can catch me on the radio Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 on the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams on WNSR 95.9 FM on their WNSR app, online at WNSR.com, and, of course, on social media, whether that be Facebook or Twitter. We'll share out the links. Of course, WNSR being West Nashville Sports Radio. And so, you know, that'll do it for this week. I hope you had a good time listening to me ramble. And remember, please, please, please like, subscribe, rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. I'm going to steal a bit from around the horn. You see the basketball goal. You know what time it is. I'm going to try to do a little shoot. Paper ball. Let's see what happens. Air ball. Paper doesn't fly that well. I'll talk to you next week. This has been Full Court Press with your host, Zach Womble, covering high school sports in Sumner County. Follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP and follow the show at FCP underscore MSP and find his work online at MainStreetPreps.com. Full Court Press is part of the Sumner County Sports Podcast, a Main Street Media production.